Zach, are you crazy? We back. Yes, sir. Another episode of the Magnetico Podcast. I am Jason. I'm here with my son, Cole. What's up, everybody? Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for coming back for the Packers versus 49er breakdown episode. What a game, honestly. It was a good game. I thought it was closer than I thought it would be. It definitely, the Packers, they had a great shot of winning it. Um, they just, at the end, made some silly mistakes. And that's what happens in the NFL playoffs. You got to yeah. play perfect ball. You got to yeah. play perfect ball this time of the season to you know to make that run. But the Packers had a great season. Uh, I didn't I didn't expect them to make the playoffs at all, honestly. So no, neither did I for sure. And I, I like I said, I was low key rooting there at the end for Green Bay to pull it out because our Bucks play later on today, and I felt good about. But you know, I, honestly, honestly, San Francisco didn't impress me. As much as I was expecting to be impressed by them, yeah. they're a different team without Debo on offense for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Debo Debo is very versatile on that offense. They use him for a lot of different things that they don't use like Ayuk for. Ayuk is a special receiver. He's very good, but they don't really utilize him like they utilize Debo in the running game a lot. But they don't really do that with Ayuk. They they just pass to him. One one takeaway that I have is both. The Texans and Packers have bright futures because they've got rookie quarterbacks, you know, making it into the. Neither of them are rookies. Well, first year. First year starters. Yeah. Jordan Love is. Brock Purdy was starting. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're. Okay. They're not rookies, but. I thought Jordan Love was a rookie. He got drafted in like 2020. One twenty twenty. Okay, so first year at the helm. Yeah, he, the he, was just, he was just uh, backing up Aaron Rodgers for a while. But the the thing that sticks out is it's very hard for a first-year quarterback, a rookie quarterback, to play at a very high level and then especially make a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah. I'm um, not sure that has been done. Has there been a rookie quarterback, first-year quarterback, go to the Super Bowl? I, I know there's been, like, a couple of rookie quarterbacks to go to the uh, AFC-NFC championship, like Joe Flacco, 2008. I'm pretty sure he went to the AFC championship as a rookie. And there's been some others, but I don't th- I don't know if I don't know if a rookie quarterback's ever been in the Super Bowl. I don't think so. And the Packers had a chance late in the game. You know, the, the missed field goal really hurt them. I, I want to get your thought. I want, you, I want to get your thought on that. Okay. So, Matt LaFleur, right? Packers head coach. He says that whenever the, um, Andres Carlson co- goes up to kick it, he said that he just prays. What are your thoughts on that? I think that all coaches pray when a kicker goes out there to kick. Why do you think that? You know, you have a lot of people that think certain kickers are automatic. Yeah. I think of Morton Anderson back in the day. Justin uh, Tucker. Grammatica, Automatica, you know, they used to call Grammatica. It, you have really good kickers, but when you're kicking in conditions at this time of year, yeah, anything can happen. And it, it's, it's kind of a bad thing for the coach to say. Yeah, because it makes him, makes him look like that he's not confident in his kicker. Well, then why is he on the team? Yeah, he, he is a rookie kicker. Yeah. They just got rid of Mason Crosby, like, in the offseason. 
because that guy is like 40 years old. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of a bad look on Matt LaFleur because it looks like he's not confident in his player. Yeah, I mean, that's something he probably shouldn't have said. Yeah. But it doesn't help the rookie kicker yeah. confidence. But they had a chance. They got the ball back. They were, they could have drove down the field. and um, It's just a first-year starter mistake that Jordan Love made. First-year starter. I mean, terrible, 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 terrible decision. I mean, he he could at that threw. point just throw it out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, you're rolling to your right or scramble. There's no yeah, like there's, the only person that's in the vicinity of tackling you is the guy that's rushing you, and he's like to your side. So why not just take off, get like 10, 15 yards, and run out of bounds? You know I mean? And you wonder what goes through a player's mind in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah, it's a first year starting or whatever, but that's basic football. Yeah, basic football and. You don't throw across your body across the whole field yeah. ever. Like you, you never should do that. Yeah. Why are you doing it on a game-winning drive in the playoffs when you had, like you said, space to run, or just throw the ball out and, and live to play another down? It, yeah. it made no they sense. Ha- they have like fifty seconds on the clock, two timeouts. It's first down. There's no reason to be throwing that ball across the feet across the middle. Yeah, and the the announcers were given uh, Green Bay. A little bit of hell there for not calling the timeout before the touchdown, but they saved a timeout for offense. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was okay with that. They had you know plenty of timeouts and good offense to drive down the field and, and tie the game up. But terrible, terrible decision. Yeah. And as, yeah. But you know that's something that he's going to learn from, and hopefully not make that mistake in the future. I know Green Bay Packers fans are probably sick over that. Yeah, but like Green Bay Packers fans should be happy for the season because they nobody expected them to make it this far, right? And they put up a great fight against arguably the best team in the NFL, best team in the NFC for sure. But I mean, I just, I'll be happy as a Packers fan because they they have a bright future for sure. So I want to I want to pick your brain on something that uh, I got a couple things in my notes about the game, but the one thing that I want to pick your brain right before. San Francisco scored the touchdown to take the lead in, in that particular instance that I'm talking about where they didn't call the timeout. Yeah. On that touchdown play, if you watch the tape back, I think it's the linebacker, he goes up to make the tackle. He just throws his shoulder into the guy. And the running back bounces off, gets into the end zone. Do you think in that situation he was just – he wanted them to score? Yes, so for th- sure. So they weren't trying to, to make the stop. For sure they wanted him to score. Because, listen, he scored that touchdown with a minute seven on the clock. And they're only down by a field goal. All they have to do is drive down there getting field goal range. And Matt LaFleur is going to pray. But, I mean. See, I'm, I guess I'm old school because, like, I don't – you don't let the other team score. Like, you don't – it, The only reason they let, they let them score is because they get more time on the clock to get down the field. No, I understand – I understand that, and I understand if you was on the one, but that was on the five. Like you're in the playoffs, make a couple stops and you win the game. Like, and this this linebacker goes in and he just throws his shoulder into the running back where he he didn't. There was no attempt to tackle. I mean, he threw his body into him. Uh, NFL running back is going to bounce off of that. Yeah, he didn't try to wrap up. He didn't do it. And hell, if you're going to do that, why why even risk the injury? Of throwing your shoulder into the guy. Let him score. 
So it was almost like I'm trying to make it look real, but I'm it was I just weak to me. Scriptwriters going crazy on this. But I get the I get the point. It, I would just have a hard time as a coach. Let them score so we get the ball back and go down and win it. I, I have a hard time with that. But I understand the situation. I mean, it's just how it's just how football has like uh evolved since since you since yeah. you were born. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't I mean I it can evolve. I just don't necessarily agree with it. It's not arena ball. And that Packers offense can drive down the field in a minute yeah. and get in field goal range. I, I get they, that. they had confidence in themselves to do that, but it just didn't happen. It's not confidence in the kicker. Yeah. Another thing that I, I noticed was there was a run that McCaffrey made on one of his touchdowns when they were showing the replay. And I knew this happened before because I've seen it like on kickoff returns. I've seen players do this. But McCaffrey kind of breaks into the hole and gets into space, and his eyes on the replay immediately went up. Yeah, to see if anybody's behind him. That's crazy. Like I don't think that should. I don't think there should be a live thing of the game on the jumbotron where you can have a rear view mirror of seeing because because guys can like wig you know like when you see a guy running full speed and then all of a sudden he makes a little juke to the right and then like diagonal cut to the left. Like back in the day, you feel that pressure. So that's an instinct that uh, a specialty player, wide receiver, back, or kick returner, punt returner would have of knowing when that pressure is coming and making those cuts. Now these fools looking at the jumbotron to see how close the guy is behind them. So that just stuck out to me. Yeah, I it's to. just it's just how technology and football has evolved. I mean, that's that's all I gotta say about I that. I guess I'm too old school. <laughs> so give me some stats of this game. What, what sticks out to you? Um, Aaron Jones, honestly, he's been, he's been awesome this year for the Packers when he's been on the field. He had 18 cents for 108 yards. Didn't have a touchdown though. And he only had eight yards receiving. He's just been great for the Packers this year. I mean, in the playoffs too, he had three touchdowns last week against Cowboys and Christian McCaffrey, of course, had 98 yards, two touchdowns and some 30 yards receiving. I mean, those two running backs, it was a great running back matchup. Two of the two of the top uh let me not say that. Uh two great running backs of the league. I mean, they're just going at it. Christian McCaffrey is top three in MVP. I said it. Top three. Top three in MVP. But they're not gonna give it to him because he's a running back. And Lamar Jackson is the MVP. But um Christian McCaffrey's definitely top three in MVP. Great running back. Great weapon to have for their offense. For like sure. I said, without Debo, do we know anything about Debo's status? Like, what happened? Um, I actually don't know. Uh, let me, let me, let me look that up actually. Because that's definitely a different team if Debo can't play next week for the 49ers. Oh, for sure. It says, oh my goodness, what's going on? It says San Francisco 49ers. Debo Samuel says he's okay following injury. Okay, so he'll he'll probably play, but he may not be a hundred percent. Yeah, he he's been getting injured a lot since his twenty twenty one campaign, where he won Offensive Player of the Year. He, I mean, he's he's been great, but so was was San Francisco rusty? Maybe because I I felt like that I felt like that's why the Ravens Texas game was close because like they had like a two week stint you know what I mean yeah because you and don't no, honestly a three week stint for the Ravens and 49ers because they didn't play they didn't play their uh what's it called they didn't play um their starters in week eighteen yeah. so 
Oh, wait, no, that would be two weeks. Then, That's two weeks. 18. Well, I mean, by the time card. the game gets there, it's, it's the third yeah. week. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I wonder sometimes I think that – so it definitely is better to have the home field advantage sure. and get the bye. I mean, let's mm-hmm. not – come on. That's what yeah. you want. Because they have more time to practice, like go over plays, stuff like that. But I that. do think that, you know, not playing for two and a half weeks and having that game – because you're not going that fast in, in practice. So I think that Baltimore and San Fran looked a little rusty, but <laughs> Baltimore looked great. I mean, it, it, it started out a little rusty. Yeah, it started out rusty, started out but second half they picked it up. Yeah, but the 49ers will be back next week for sure. After playing this game, they're going to be ready for whoever they play, and that's a championship for sure. But I, I, I you know, if if it's Tampa or Detroit, I, I don't know. I think. I think it's the NFL playoffs. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, there's I think it's going to be a close game. There's not going to be a blowout. I mean, besides yesterday. But there's not going to be a blowout in the NFL playoffs. Like, a really bad blowout. And weather shouldn't be a factor if Tampa or Detroit has to go to, you know, the, well, they would definitely have to go to San Fran. I don't think weather would be a, a factor. But it, weather was a factor yeah, last night. Yeah, it was night. a factor last night. It's so the rain. You never know. Yeah, you, you never know. know. It's Whoever it is, is going to be a great game, honestly. Because Tampa, Tampa's hot right now. And Detroit's just a great football team. So, But we'll get into that in the next episode. Yeah, so we're going to watch the Bucks versus the Lions game today. And uh, we'll put this episode out before that. And we'll drop another episode. And we'll, we'll go a little more in-depth about the uh, the Bucks game, being that we have Bucks fans and we're both Bucks fans. But looking forward to that. And if yeah. any key, because I know people are going to listen to this before. Some people listen to this before the game goes on. Any Any key... Things. Well, give me one key thing for the Bucks for this game. Play some defense. That I mean, it's it's obvious that you have to play defense, but our defense has stepped up these past two weeks against the Panthers and the Eagles. But we really need to step up against this Detroit offense because it is it is heavy. Their offense is heavy. My key, my one key for this game is to get Mike Evans involved early mm-hmm. and often, and and make him be the playmaker that he is in this game and lead the Bucks to victory. I agree for sure. But last week, we got everybody involved, and it worked. You know what I mean? Kate Otten had like 100 receiving yards. David Moore had a 40-yard touchdown. No, I agree. It's great to see those other players stepping up and making plays, and you know Godwin can do it. The thing that I want to see is get him involved early, show the threat of what we can, and then it's going to open those other things up because those guys are used to making plays now. They're stepping up for us. So – that's the thing that I'm looking at. So, all right, we want to thank everybody for listening to the Magnetical Podcast for the breakdown of the 49ers and Packers game. And we'll be back later on this afternoon with the Bucks and Detroit Lions breakdown. Let's go, Bucks. Peace. Zach, are you crazy?